I can't believe I'm giving more time to Fiddy to go to the live wire, but it's it's time. Play the intro and tell us what sound you have. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west, the west. Up north to the down south. Live wires connect. You know, in the biz, we would refer this to as the Josh Marlowe led vehicle because I'm about to drive this segment. For the next 10 to 15 minutes. Nothing makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right. So, not only did the Carolina Panthers speak after the joint practice yesterday with the New York Jets, but of course, the Jets with hard knocks in town, they had to get in front of the microphone as well. And uh, the White Prince of New York, four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. Is he a White Prince now? I thought it was just the Prince, but now we know his skin color. Yeah, well, and I mean, <laughs> he just... He would wear like a white coat is what I would. All right. How I envision him. He was asked about Bryce Young, and here's what the quarterback had to say. I didn't really see him. I saw him in the last two-minute drive. Uh, I like the kid a lot. Uh, we have uh, uh, we share an agent, so I've known about him for a long time. Uh, I love watching him in college. I like his demeanor. I like his movement. I like the way he throws. Uh, I trust a guy like Adam. You know, him and I are good buddies for a long time. And he just raves about him. So I think uh, Carolina's in good hands. Be gentle with yourself. It's a long journey. Uh, it feels like every little snap and practice is the end of the world if it doesn't go right. It's just not true. It's a long, uh, long journey. It's about holding on to your confidence and enjoying the ride, enjoying the little things every day. But I think he's got a great head on his shoulders, and he'll be just fine. But also, don't make any mistakes ever. That would be great. Bryce Young, don't take advice from Aaron Rodgers. Just take my advice. Don't ever make a mistake. <laughs> what do you think this does for Bryce Young that Aaron Rodgers speaks so glowingly about him? Well, I think just everything that he's done in his life, he's going to take it in stride. He knows what type of player he is. He's talked to Tom Brady already now with Aaron Rodgers giving him uh, a seal of approval. I think it just adds to uh, the gratitude. I'm sure that's something Bryce Young would say. He's very gracious uh, to get comments like that from a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it's just going to give him another incentive to keep on working because I'm sure he wants to get to where uh, Aaron Rodgers is one day as far as the accolades and the career that he's had. What you got, Fiddy? What's next? I, oh, Go I was, ahead. No, I was just going to say I just I just love hearing him talk so glowingly about other quarterbacks. Everyone's trying to, because he said be gentle with himself. Like, Bryce Young is going to be fantastic because he's got a four-time MVP Hall of Famer. That has his support. Speaking of quarterback play, Frank Frank Reich spoke with the media yesterday, and he talked about how he wants his quarterbacks to play the position in the process compared to a great guy on an NBA court. That's what you can expect to see from our offense. You know, that's just the way we're going to roll. And, um, again, we want our quarterbacks to distribute the ball, be playmakers, be the Steph Curry. You know, be the Steph Curry that, you know, just get the ball to these guys, let them make plays for you. We want to settle for three points every single time he drives down the field. I think that's the comparison. Steph Curry, we want him to be exactly like that. What do you make of the Steph Curry comparison? Yeah, and I was wondering, too, doesn't he know Steph likes to shoot the ball, too? You know, when he was talking about the distributing and all that stuff. Seems like a weird comparison. Steph likes to get a bucket, too, now. Yeah, he does. I know people have compared Pat Mahomes to Steph Curry because... 
I mean, you're talking about long shots from Steph and long passes to Pat Pat Mahomes. I know people have called Bryce like baby Mahomes. Oh, no, that's Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is baby Mahomes. Okay, but people are calling Bryce that because of his ability to play off platform and to improvise on plays. That's been a comparison made. I like the Joe Burrow one the best. That's one I've always rolled with. Steph Curry feels like a stretch. I, I know what he's getting with. He's dynamic. Steph Curry's dynamic. I just don't know if I get the comparison. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was my thing, too. It's like, yeah, Steph does distribute the ball. He's a great passer, but he's very flashy, too. So, does that mean he wants Bryce to be flashy? Does that mean he wants uh, Bryce to shimmy after he makes great throws like and touchdown <laughs> I passes? I love that. Does he mean he wants uh, Bryce Young to throw the ball and then turn around and look at the opponent's sideline while the ball is in the air? Like, I ooh, how cold it. would that be if a quarterback did something like that? Threw the ball and then started looking at the other team team's sideline as it drops into the receiver's hand. So Hard Knocks was showing Aaron Rodgers throwing behind the back alongside like Garrett Wilson trying to do it as well. I want a completion, a bomb from Bryce Young where he turns away as soon as it leaves its hand, his hands and then just winks at the camera. When we get that, then we will get the true street ball, basketball, football sick. crossover. I was just thinking like in my head, like let's just say Bryce Young does play the game in a flashy manner. Is he going to be covered the same way the local and the national media covered Cam because Cam played flashy or because Bryce has been this buttoned-up guy? He went to Alabama and, did, and and had a different path to the NFL. Would we think of him differently if he was, a, I guess, a quote-unquote showboat or a show-off on the football field? Did you think – well, I guess you could say Cam celebrations and things of that nature were flashy because I thought he played a pretty hard-nosed, blue-collar type of game in between the lines, though. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah. Are you you're asking if he's going to be covered the same way, Bryce Young? If he's flashy, like, I what, what is Bryce your point had, about it? No, I was just saying when Fifty said how Cam had a flashy game, and I was saying I thought Cam's game was very blue collar. But just saying that uh, his game was blue collar. He's flashy though. You yeah, don't think he was, flashy? was. No, I'm saying the celebrations were. But as far as how he played, like you never saw Cam do a lot of the stuff Mahomes would do. Like Cam would get back there. And he'd make the throws, and he was running the ball. Like, I thought he played a very tough guy brand of football at the quarterback position. But that was just uh, my vantage point. But as far as it goes, I think Bryce is going to get a lot of coverage because, for one, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He played at Alabama, uh, so all eyes on him. Carolina's gotten a lot of coverage this offseason from a lot of the national pundits, and I think that will continue, especially if he plays well and they're winning. Well, and so this is what we do with Steph Curry. It's why so many people love him. You see yourself in Steph a lot more than you can see yourself in LeBron James. Same thing between Bryce Young and Cam Newton. Yep. Bryce Young is going to be, everybody loves the underdog. Everybody loves the small guy that goes out there with the big dogs and competes and actually beats them. And Bryce Young with his soft-spoken demeanor, really respected kid, you know, speaks like a kid still and isn't going to be one that is very intimidating. And so you love him. You love watching him play on the football field. I'm not saying defenses shouldn't be scared of him. What I'm saying is that's how it comes across to fans. And he's a little more relatable than 6'5", Heisman winner, athlete that Cam Newton is same size as defensive ends 260 running four fives out here yeah nobody can see themselves in Cam Newton because that body doesn't exist until maybe we get a decade later and you start to see your Justin Fields enter the NFL even a Jalen Hurts maybe Josh Allen I know people have made that comparison but nah, I, I think especially with the way if, if Bryce Young is as showboaty as Steph 
then I think it'll be treated as Steph Curry. So, yeah, good question, though. What you Thank got? you. All right. So we've heard audio of Eli Drinkwitz, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban speaking out against conference realignment that is taking college football by storm yet again. Well, now we can add Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney to the mix. And here's what he had to say about how conference realignment is impacting college football. I don't get caught up in all that stuff. I mean, honestly, it's just kind of it's just the next domino to where it's all going. I mean, I mean, we can it just is what it is. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this year, midseason or next year or three years from now. But eventually we're going to have a I don't know. I don't know what the number is. It'd be 40, 50, 50, 14, something like that. And it's going to be a, a 14, 16 team playoff type of deal. That's where it's going to be, and it's going to be whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know what the league's going to be called or what the divisions or or whatever, but that's that's where it's going to go eventually. So, you know, just there just seems to be these steps going there. What do you think of Davos' comment? I mean, that just sounds like, you know, I make a ton of money and I'm going to keep coaching football and I'm not going to worry about stuff that doesn't affect me in the end term. Uh, this is a very Dabo comment. I'm not surprised at all. I think, you know, he just lets things be handled uh, behind the scenes and he's just going to keep on coaching ball. But as far as everything goes, I think he knows what is coming. I think it's in the back of his mind, but he's worried about trying to get back into college football playoff uh, territory. Well, yeah, it was a whole lot of nothing. I know DJ Skinner was joking with me about asking (laughs) an 18-year-old, even though he's 22, asking a 22-year-old about conference realignment. You know, Jalen Calhoun gave us probably the same amount that Dabo did right there. That I don't pay attention to all of it, and we'll see how many teams will actually play in the conference as we go on. (laughs) I just want to win football games. Well, I mean, like, he really can't say anything that you could hold, you know, true to the fire because he said if players ever started getting paid, he was going to the NFL. Right. Um, players are getting paid, and his ass is still in Clemson. So it's not like he could say if Clemson leaves, the ACC is going to quit. Also, Clemson is one of the teams that the ACC is looking to appease along with Florida State, or at least to some degree, because Florida State has been real chaotic. They are out here shooting the flare, saying we are not happy with this grant of rights deal, again, that they signed all the way through 2036. And so they can make private equity money. They can try to raise that as much as possible, raise as much money to break away from it. But even so, the ACC, they don't have to have Florida State leave. They they can deny the buyout money if they want to. Florida State... I just don't know how they're going to leave before the grant of rights is up in 2036. If the ACC would have brought aboard California and Stanford, that would not be to the advantage of the football money because it's not like Stanford or California is making all that much. You see that California is one of the worst, worst run athletic programs in all of college sports even. So what that would do, the people that are clamoring for Stanford in California, it's people that aren't football people that want that to happen because they are prestigious universities. And so you would love to have their research labs. (laughs) You would love to have what they bring as far as academia, not what they bring on the football field. And so if you have anybody that cares about the product on the football field, that's the logical thing is to bring in the money that they're not bringing in, nor is SMU. This isn't as much as we liked what we would want the Pony Express days. That's not what they are right now. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be a t- thing where can you bring in enough money to make Florida State happy and a continued winning Clemson happy? If they can do that, they'll bring the school aboard. But it never made much sense to bring California and Stanford or SMU aboard. And so that's why it came to a halt. But, you know, the biggest value that those schools hold if they do bring them in. What schools? 
if you talk about bringing in Kyle and Sam for the SMU, it's conference survival. If you lose a couple of teams, you still have enough teams to be able to remain a league. And that's the biggest value that they could hold. You know, we were talking about this on Charlotte Sports Today earlier. I've come to the conclusion, like, the only way I think the ACC survives is if they get Notre Dame to join. And that's not a hot take. Everyone has said that for the last decade. I'm at the point now where I'm willing to add Notre Dame to the conference, let them keep their NBC Peacock TV money separate, and still give them a pie of the ACC TV contract. But see, that's what they were saying. They were saying if you add these schools, if you lose a Florida State and Clemson or you lose a couple of schools, you're still going to be able to remain a league because everybody's not going to be willing to pay and get out of whatever the case may be down the road. But but the merit of the league matters. And so, yes, you might be keeping it alive, but is it the point where you should just go ahead and put it down old Yeller style? <laughs> Ooh, I mean, wow, you went to a dark place. Man, that is I'm just rough. saying, if you want to go to Stanford or California <laughs> where it's not like their football program are getting a lot of eyeballs every single time they take the field, Saturday, then you are diminishing the value of the ACC. I mean, we have Stanford and Cal and SMU. They're begging to be let into this conference and say, hey, we won't even, we'll take a smaller share for the first five years, which isn't a great look. And that's why the ACC presidents that come together say, uh, it doesn't make much sense for us. Now, I know Brett McMurphy was reporting that Notre Dame wants Cal <laughs> and Stanford in. Well, Notre Dame, okay. But why don't your football team, why, why doesn't your football team join? Because that would be great. Then we might listen, but we can't just bring Stanford and Cal aboard and then have you continue to be independent football because that's where the money is. That's where the money is, which is ultimately what is driving all of these decisions. Football is where the money is, but yet these people making the decisions are not football people. So if Notre Dame is saying, hey, we want Stanford and Cal, it's all about what they're doing in what is a tremendous field of research and what is happening in academia. But hey, man. We don't have an academia show, right? That's not what drives our market. WFNZ is not going to be talking about science and stuff like that. We're just not going to. We're talking about college football and how to save the conference because we care about the product on Saturday and we care that people care because it gives us jobs. And Stanford and Cal and SMU, that ain't going to do it. They don't make enough money. So that's what's going to be interesting about conference realignment. Can you break enough money off for Florida State to make them happy. What's yeah? This is going to be that's what's always going to happen here. Can you appease Florida State and Clemson in order to quiet them, or they're just going to have to be held hostage with this grant of rights deal that ends in 2036?